0: Hey guys, what's up and welcome back to the Motivated Lawn Care Show. I'm your host, Caleb Nguyen, and today is part four of six of the How to Start a Six-Figure Lawn Care Business as a Teenager series, and today we're talking legal and tax. So first off, I want to start by saying this, this is not legal or tax advice, okay? I know what I just said, but it is not legal or tax advice. I could get in a lot of trouble by giving you guys official legal or tax advice, Speak with the CPA and attorney before doing any of this stuff, before taking any of my advice seriously. Again, I hope this is very entertaining for you. Wink, wink. And yeah, just, uh, it's not, don't take it as official legal advice. You're going to want to get, like, especially if you're younger, if you're a minor, you're going to want to get some some specific business and legal advice. yeah, like taxes, legal. Yeah, you're going to want you want to get some official advice, but I'm going to give you guys kind of a breakdown of some simple stuff to help you understand the terms when you sit down and have that conversation with that official person who is willing to take the legal liability. So first off, I'm going to talk about legal. There's a couple different ways that you can set up your business um, that I would, well, I can't even recommend it. That, there's a couple different <laughs> ways that you could set up your business. Uh, The first one is going to be a DBA sole proprietorship. What is that? A sole proprietorship is literally just you doing business as you. And the DBA means you are doing business as whatever the name of your company that you decide to make. And remember, guys, we're not naming it after ourselves. Name it after maybe your area, your general area, maybe like Pinnacle, maybe, I don't know, Green Life or something generic. And it's Green Life, Lawn and Landscape. DBA. So doing business as, or rather your first name. So in, in my case, it's, you know, Caleb Nguyen doing business as, I don't even know what the name, whatever and landscape, right? And so legally you're doing business under that other name, but it's still a sole proprietorship and it's still just you doing business with like a, a different name attached to it. That's super simple. All you need to do is just look up in your state, what the requirements are for you to submit a DBA. I did it super easy. Um, the next one's going to be LLC. This is, I didn't think that you could start an LLC, which is a limited liability company, uh, as a minor. And it turns out that you can, but you have to do it online. So that's what I I've done in the past. So what is a limited liability company? So here's, here's two things. Here's two concepts to give you. First off, um, you are you. Okay. Let's think of it that way. You are you and you are, in the case of a sole proprietorship, are doing business as you legally, okay? Right? This is legal and tax. So there's two different things. It's legal. So legally, you are doing business as you personally in a sole proprietorship. And tax-wise, you are doing business as you personally, tax-wise. What? So, so what am I talking about here? So the limited liability company is almost the same thing as a sole proprietorship, except instead of legally doing business as yourself to take off that legal, like you could get sued for something bad that happens and they could take all your personal items, it's the LLC, it's a separate legal entity from you. So they can only take what the business has if you break some old lady's leg or something like that. I've broken an old lady's arm, that was her bad. I did not run her over with a lawnmower, but say you run someone over with a lawnmower and break somebody's leg, you know, and she decides to sue you, And she wins in court. They're only going to take your personal stuff. Uh, Sorry, they're only going to take your business stuff. They're not going to take your personal stuff. If you have a mini bike, they're not going to take your mini bike. They're not going to take your phone. They're not going to take your parents' stuff. And that's huge because like your parents really don't want you to mess up and for them to have all their you know stuff taken away from them. So that's an LLC. So separate tax, separate legal entity. Sorry, separate legal entities LLC, but it's the same tax entity. So basically you are paying personal income tax on that. It's not a separate business that is paying taxes on it and then kind of doles out money to shareholders. It's you running a business tax-wise. But legally-wise, it's a separate entity, so if you get sued, you're going to be in less trouble. If that made sense, it makes sense in my mind, but you know, if you have to, just go over and listen to it again. Then the next one is going to be in a corporation, which you'll see with like... Um, maybe Jeff's Lawn and Landscape Inc. you know it will be it'll it'll say it after the name and there's actually two types of corporations that you can set up the S corp and the C corp now here's what's different about S corp and C corp so S corp is it's different than the LLC because it is a separate legal entity and it is a separate tax entity but it is kind of sort of similar to the LLC in this respect so the S corp you only get taxed once the money that flows through to the shareholders, right? To the people who are working at the company. So instead of being like the LLC, it's kind of you, right? Legally, it's not you, but it's actually, they recognize it's just you personally doing business. And this is just kind of a loop for you to kind of like not get your stuff taken away from you. Whereas an S Corp is actually a separate business from you. So you actually have to pay you, the business is paying you a salary to work for it. But it's that's what it's doing. And legally, it's the same way as an LLC. Legally, it's different. And then tax-wise, it's different. So that's actually a good way to save money on taxes. Generally, in S-Corp, you're going to pay less on taxes than the same size LLC. Just throwing it out there from my experience. And then we're going to jump to C-Corp. So C-Corp, and there's, by the way, there's a lot more difference between S-Corp and C-Corps, but this is just kind of the basic stuff to help you guys out. C-Corp is a little bit different because you actually get taxed twice so you get taxed whenever the corporation makes money but also whenever it pays out dividends to the shareholders now what is a dividend a dividend is a payment that you get for owning a certain percentage of the company now this can be outlined in what's called it uh i don't know if the the c corps have i'm sure they have it in in like in their in writing it'll say this person gets this cut this person gets that cut and it's actually taxed lower than if you were just getting paid on a salary job. And that's kind of the benefit of you know paying dividends, but they get taxed twice at the corporate level, which really isn't anything crazy. And then again, at the personal level. So you know most people are like, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. There's a lot more requirements for C Corp. There are some tax benefits when your company is really big. Personally, I do not know all of them uh, myself, so I can't really be the one to talk to you about that. But those are kind of the differences. DBA, it's you with a different name, LLC, is you with a different name and a different legal entity, but still you paying taxes. S Corp is different legal and tax entity, but the money just flows through and doesn't get taxed twice. C Corp, it gets taxed twice and it's a little bit more complicated. There's a little bit more to that and that's why I want you guys to sit down with an attorney so that they can talk you over it. They're generally gonna charge you a lot of money. Find someone that you know or do some more research on the internet. Make a decision for yourself. I don't have all the information here for you, but I'm giving you an overall idea so you can be like, well, definitely not C Corp. Well, definitely not DBA. Well, definitely not LLC or definitely not S Corp. Um, and when you do this, you can go through a lawyer or I use Inc. File. Uh, you can get, so go for the full package except uh, like the licenses. They'll be like, hey, do you want us to set up all the business licenses for you? So this is basically like tier two. It's like tier one is like basic bare bones. You're probably gonna have to do most of it yourself. We just do a couple of little things for you to help you out. Tier two is like we can do almost everything for you, but there's these extra little requirements that you might have to do that we're not going to do for you. And then tier three is like you basically like they do literally everything, including those little nitpicky things for you. I went with tier two because those little nitpicky things, if the government was really hating on me for it, they'll send me a fine in the mail you know, or or something saying, Hey, you you really should be doing this. I'm not going to get into huge trouble with that. Again, not my legal advice. That's just my personal experience and for your entertainment purposes. Next up is tax. Now there's three. Three different tax things that you need to be aware of and here's how you, you can kind of deal with them um, the first one is going to be end of year taxes so for this you're going to want to find a cpa or an enrolled agent. and generally you can find these people yes you can look them up i would recommend it find someone that you don't personally know but find say Someone that you know who's successful in business and say, who's your CPA? And maybe they're like, well, they're an enrolled agent. So the difference between CPA and enrolled agent So a CPA, certified public accountant. Enrolled agent basically does everything that a CPA does, but they can make investments for you. Just find someone who can do your taxes. And a CPA is a really good, like someone, other random person doing your taxes, probably not a good idea. Just find a CPA. Get yourself covered on that one. Uh, ask around other you know people who are successful in business. See who they have and uh go from there the next one's going to be quarterly sales tax or annual sales tax so for this one um not everyone's going to be paying quarterly sales tax not everyone's going to be paying annual sales tax so here's how this works if you collect over three thousand dollars at least in my state it might be different for your state so you're going to want to do research if you earn more than three thousand dollars in sales tax you have to pay quarterly if you do less than that you can choose to pay quarterly or annually which obviously annually just saves you a bunch of time however that basically means that i need to make less than um uh, like thirty thousand dollars or less to get away with paying at the end of the year otherwise i have to pay quarterly and that's mm, it's a little bit more time intensive and with this don't even bother having someone else do it for you. It's probably going to take you 30 minutes yourself to do it. The first time is going to be horrible and you're going to have a terrible time doing it, but just pay it yourself Um, if you're doing it quarterly. If you're doing it annually, you might as well just have the CPA do it, whatever, get out of the way. Um, But if you're just doing it, if you're doing it quarterly, go ahead and do it yourself. When you get your business license and all that stuff, they're going to send you all the information that you need to pay your quarterly sales tax. It's all on your state's website, Go on there, log in, and you should be able to, they'll just pull the money right out of your account once you give that to them, like your account number and routing number for the bank. Payroll, this is, if you have like employees, especially if you're growing, it's generally better. Just stick them on payroll um, instead of having them under the table. I know you're like, well, I have liability insurance, so if I get sued, I'm covered, and then you know they're on their parents' health insurance. It's probably a better idea just to get them on the books, get that workers' compensation insurance, and get the, uh, what is the other thing? the unemployment insurance, and you'll get all their taxes and everything covered. And so for payroll, I'm gonna have to say I use Paychex. I'm pretty happy with the guys. It's not the most automated thing in the world, but it's also pretty darn cheap. If you want, you can shop around and see what kind of competition Paychex has and maybe go with one of their competitors. That's totally cool too. I don't have experience with other people, but I'm sure it's gonna be fine. I mean, you can have your CPA do this as well, but they're probably gonna charge you a little bit more. And most CPAs most definitely resent this my CPA, uh, he's actually an enrolled agent, but he uh, he's not a fan of doing payroll. He's like, yeah, just just go have the paychecks, guys, do it. So that's who I have to do it. So I can't go really um, to wrap it up on the tax end of stuff. End of year, find a, a CPA, quarterly sales tax or annual sales tax. So quarterly sales tax, do it yourself. Annual sales tax, you might as well just have the CPA do it. Payroll, have paychecks or someone else process your own payroll. It is just such a huge headache. To be with, with you know, holding your own taxes and, and doing all this stuff. It's just crazy. You don't want to bother with that stuff. And that's that's it for legal and tax. And I kept this one really short because I purposely can't go too in-depth on this stuff because it's going to sound like I'm giving you guys advice. And obviously, I can't officially give you guys advice because then you could come after me and sue me. Again, go speak with, like, a legit CPA and attorney before you do anything on this front. Or go do your own research and come to your own conclusion, you know, But better safe than sorry, just talk to some professional. And I think that's about all I got for you guys. If you enjoyed it, if you got some value out of it, I know that was a lot. You're probably going to want to go over it a second time. I wasn't perfectly fluid with everything that I said, but this is going to give you an overview of really what all these things are. It is a lot of like bizarre and almost your brain just like, this is so unnecessary. This information is so unnecessary. It's going to have a hard time remembering. You're probably going to want to listen to it a second time. Or maybe you're listening to this and you're like, well, I'm a couple months out. Go back and listen to this one again. Go listen to the six-part series again. Yeah, just just mix and match. Find what works for you. And uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this. If you did, please be sure to follow the show. Leave us a rating and review. And I will see you guys in the next podcast. Thank you and peace out, Girl Scouts.